The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And finally, make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and all of our free podcasts. You are listening to the EPL show, an international wrap-up special here for the 2021-2022 season here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. Also follow the Twitter account for BetMUFC. That's at BetMUFC. At BetMUFC. We have an episode dropping this week and I'll be more active on the Twitter account during the transfer window if Manchester United actually ever sign anybody. Also, follow the Twitter account for LockBetting.com. It's at LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. So LockBetting.com without the dot. That is a Twitter account for my premium pay service that has delivered 108 months in a row of Transband Trap Profit. 108 months in a row means for nine years, I haven't had a single losing month in sports betting. So if you want to be a part of number month number 109, head over to LockBetting.com. I understand if you want to wait for month number 110 because we are halfway through the month, but at the end of this month, we will be giving out our Wimbledon futures. I'll be doing a Wimbledon futures show at the end of the week here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. However, if you want to get all of my official plays, head over to lockbetting.com, sign up for the appropriate package, and you will get those Wimbledon futures coming off the back of successful futures for Roland Garros, the French Open. If you want to do your research on my PLs, the pin tweet at lockbetting.com. The Twitter account is always the PL for the previous month. If you want to see other months, go down to the bottom of that PL. You'll see little tags. They say things like soccer, tennis, NBA, etc. One of them says PL. Click the PL and you'll see all of the other previous PLs. Have a look at the type of bets we do. Have a look at the sports. Have a look at the stakes. It's all very, very sensible. And most importantly, have a look at the members' comments, verifying the fact underneath every single PL that it's legit and that we have genuinely delivered. 108 months in a row of transparent track profit. Moving on with this international wrap-up show, this was a season that delivered us both a European Championship and a Copa America. Euro 2020 was played in 2021 because of COVID and it was won by Italy. Italy winning the tournament as a 9-1 to outsider, winning it ahead of favourites France, who were priced up at 5-1. to And England got to the final, and they were the second favourites at 11-10, to but lost to Italy on penalties. After that, Italy failed to qualify for the second successive World Cup, despite being the winners of Euro 2020. In the Copa America, it was won by Argentina, 
They were priced up anywhere between two to one and three to one, winning it ahead of Brazil, who were the six to five plus one twenty favourites. So Messi this year did deliver an international trophy for his country, which is why I think he ended up winning the Ballon d'Or ahead of Robert Lewandowski, which was a very very controversial decision this year with Messi winning the Ballon d'Or. So they were the main events in international soccer. Looking ahead, we've got the Nations League that will conclude its group phase in September. We've just had a very, very unpredictable phase of Nations League games. That's because a lot of the teams, a lot of the top teams who have top players didn't want to play in it. And that's how they played. And currently we have France and England trying to avoid relegation. Neither can win the tournament. France are the, the current holders. They won the 2021 version of the Nations League. And now they are trying to avoid relegation in the 2022 version of the tournament along with England. We'll have a look at the futures markets for the Nations League and we'll have a look at the uh, at the groups as well and see who can still qualify for the final four. We'll begin with Group A which sees Croatia as the four to five favourites coming off the back of winning away to France in Paris. We have Denmark here at 10 to 11 and we have Austria as the 80 to 1 outsiders. Now, you'll you'll notice that I'm not listing France because France cannot win the group. There are no relegation odds available for this. That would be interesting if anybody had created a market for that. But I can tell you, of course, as I already have, that France are in a relegation scrap. They are bottom of this group. They tail Austria by two points. They are seven points behind Denmark, who are top of the group. And Croatia at the moment, they're in second place. They are two points behind Denmark, but the book's still have them as the favourites because they are against Denmark next and they are at home where they'll be looking to beat Denmark for the second time. Croatia, of course, have already won away to Denmark. Croatia had a terrible start to this competition. They they started with a 3-0 loss at home to Austria, but they have certainly rebound here to pick up seven points since that loss and are now the favourites to win this group because the bookies do expect them to win at home to Denmark and then to reverse the result against Austria in their final game where they travel to Austria looking to reverse that 3-0 defeat from match day one. For me, this group ends up with Croatia at the top. I do agree with what the bookies are saying, despite the fact that Croatia start in second place when we resume. I don't think they necessarily have to win the home game here against Denmark. I think even if Croatia end up drawing that game, I feel that they will go away to Austria and reverse that result, reverse that 3-0. And I think that France will be a lot better when we resume because they'll be wanting to avoid relegation. I think they come back and they find a way to beat Austria and to win away to Denmark. Even if France don't do that, even if France just beat Austria, that will be enough to keep them safe. Because as I said, I do think Croatia will reverse that result against Austria. So if France end up beating Austria and they just get themselves a draw against Denmark, that's going to allow Croatia in the back door because head-to-head records go ahead of goal difference. So obviously, Croatia have two opportunities here for me. The first one 
is the more clear-cut one where they just need to beat Denmark in the head-to-head matchup. That puts them a point ahead going away to Austria while Denmark are at home to France. That puts them in a strong position just winning that game and obviously they'll be the clear favourites to win the group. But if they don't win that game and they only end up drawing at home to Denmark, they still have a chance on match day six by winning their game against Austria while needing a favour against France. But that doesn't need to be France beating Denmark. Because if Denmark dropped two points there against France, then Croatia and Denmark are level on points and Croatia will have the head-to-head advantage. So lots of opportunities there. Well, two opportunities there for Croatia. And I think they'll be able to take advantage of that. And I think France will end up avoiding that relegation because I do think they'll win their home game when they come back against Austria because I think they'll be in World Cup mode then. It's very, very difficult to be in international mode coming off the season. I think this was really, really poor scheduling and France were one of those teams that massively underperformed in every single one of their matches. Moving on from Nations League, Group A1, we move on to Group 2, Group A2. And it's the group featuring Spain, Portugal, Czech Republic and Switzerland, where Spain are the 8 to 15 favourites here. It's 11 to 8 on Portugal. It's 100 to 1 on the Czech Republic and it's 150 to 1 here on Switzerland. So the odds tell you that everybody is in play, but obviously it's mainly between Spain and and Portugal here. Spain sit top of the group. They've played 4-1-2 and drawn two. They have eight points from their first four games, whereas Portugal sit in second place. They have seven points from their first four games. They've won two, drawn one, and lost one. Portugal's defeat away to Switzerland, who really looked like a team who didn't want to be playing in this competition. They lost all of their first three games, but they ended up picking up a win at home to Portugal, which gives them three points. They are still bottom. They are still one point behind the Czech Republic, who are in third place on four points. But that result had a negative effect on Portugal because they now go into these last two games one point behind Spain, which is why Spain are the favourites. Spain should come back and win their game against the Swiss. And I expect Portugal to go away to the Czech Republic and win their game as well. If they don't, then Spain could win the group on match day five. If Portugal lose to the Czech Republic, if Portugal draw, then it becomes a three-point gap. I don't really think that makes any difference for Portugal because if Portugal end up drawing against the Czechs, they'll need to beat Spain Spain on the final day and then the head-to-head record will be better for Portugal because the first game between Spain and Portugal was a draw. So if Portugal draw that game against Czech Republic, it doesn't really matter. If they win the game against Czech Republic and Spain win against Switzerland, we are in the same position that we are right now and it will all go down to the final day. It will go down to that game between Portugal and Spain. That's what I expect to happen. Obviously, Portugal have the more difficult game here going into the final day, but inevitably, whatever happens on match day five, as long as it's not Spain winning and Portugal losing, it's all going to be wide open on the final day. And despite the fact this is the Nations League and match day six will be closer to the World Cup, I think both of the teams are going to go for it in that final game. And Portugal have a very, very good home record. If you look at the way they played in the Nations League, yes, nobody wanted to play it. And Portugal do have top players that have had a long, long season, but they played very, very, very well at home. And I think they're going to be capable of beating Spain. So for me, having Portugal 
Portugal here as an 11 to 8 second favourite and available at a best price of 6 to 4 plus 150 if you shop around. I think that offers you some value and I still think Portugal have a good chance here of winning Group 2. So I'd be having a sprinkle on them here as the second favourite to win this group. As I said, they don't need to beat Czech Republic. All they need to do is avoid a defeat because I think Spain are going to beat Switzerland anyway. So I don't think the Portugal-Czech Republic game matters. I think it's all going down to the final day. And as I reiterate, head-to-head records count ahead of goal difference. If Portugal beats Spain on the final day, whether they've drawn it, if, they, if they've drawn against Czech Republic, they'll go level on points with Spain and they'll overtake them on the head-to-head. If they've beaten Czech Republic, they'll go ahead of Spain on points. It doesn't matter. As long as Portugal don't lose that game, they're alive for the final game against Spain. And I think they can beat Spain. And I think getting them here at 6-4 plus 150 does offer some value. Although, while saying that, if you want to wait, I do think the money line price from Portugal in that game will be around about that price as well. It may be somewhere between plus 130 and plus 150 if you want to wait, if you don't want to navigate the, the Czech Republic game. But I will just take this now. I don't think the price is going to get any better than this. I think it's going to be just slightly shorter for them to win against Spain on the money line here on match day six. Moving on to group three. This is led by Germany off the back of absolutely destroying Italy in their last game. They are now the four to six favourites. It's two to one on Italy. It's nine to two on Hungary and it's 100 to one on England. I don't even know what the maths is for England to somehow still come back and win this group. I think they'll be happy to just avoid relegation. At the moment, they sit rock bottom with just two points. They've got two draws and two defeats. Both defeats against Hungary. The last one was a 4-0 home defeat where they lost at Molyneux. And uh, Gareth Southgate was questioned about not knowing what he's doing. The crowd were chanting, you don't know what you're doing, which is what I've been saying about Gareth Southgate for a while. He's given a lot of credit for getting England's to a World Cup semi-final and a World Cup final, but England had a very, very easy path. England were favourites for every single game that they won. They've never won a game as an underdog en route to that World Cup semi-final or en route to the Euro 2020 final. And that's something that doesn't get talked about enough. We'll talk a lot more about England on the World Cup show. As this is an international wrap-up, some people may be expecting me to break down the World Cup. That's going to be a separate show. That's going to be the final show we do of the 2021-2022 seasons. So this is going to be a a big, big week here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. We're going to have the wrap-up show for Scamessa Italia. We're going to have one more episode of Bet MUFC where we're going to look at the, the fixture release. We're going to have the EPL wrap-up show. We're going to have a Wimbledon preview. And then we're going to finish the week with a World Cup preview. That's going to be coming at the weekend. So there's going to be a podcast nearly every single day. And that's where we can talk a little bit more about England. Here, we're just going to talk about Nations League Group 3, which at the moment is led, surprisingly, by Hungary. They're top of the group here on 7 points. Germany here are on six points and Italy are on five. Looking ahead at the remaining matches, I think the bookies have got it right again. Germany should be the favourites. I think if Germany can just win their next game here, I think if they can win at home to Hungary, I think that will be enough to see Germany through as the group winners and through to the semi-finals of the Nations League. I don't think it's going to matter what happens in the final game between England and Germany because after Hungary lose to Germany and go two points behind them, I don't think they're going to be able to beat Italy. And even if they do, Germany will just need a draw 
away to England. Of course, England will be playing for their lives, I think, at that point. I think England are going to need two wins here or possibly four points at least to stay up. So I do think England are going to give a big effort in that final game against Germany. But as I said, I don't expect Hungary to beat Italy in their final game. So I really do think it comes down to Germany just winning that game against Hungary. Germany's record's interesting here. They've played four. Only won that one game where they spanked Italy and have drawn the other three. They are still unbeaten though in this competition and I think they get over the line by beating Hungary and uh, and taking something from that final game against England. For England, I think they are in serious danger here of being relegated. In fact, if they lose away to Italy in the next game, they will be relegated from the Nations League. So I think the bookies have got it right. I'm going to take Germany here to win Group 3. Finally, we move on to Group 4. That's led by the Netherlands. They are clear here. And uh, they started in pole position by winning away to Belgium 4-1. Kevin De Bruyne of Belgium spoke about how having these games was a nonsense and a money grab and how nobody wanted to play them. And Belgium really played that way. But still, they are only three points behind the Netherlands. And they can beat them and go level on points. But the head-to-head record is always going to favour the Dutch because they spanked them 4-1. So I think the Dutch are in a very, very strong position to win the group. The odds tell you that really, and I don't think there's too much reason to really talk about this group for too long. I do think the Dutch are going to win it. The bookies do think the Dutch are going to win it. They are the one to three favourites to win the group with Belgium at five to two and Poland at 250 to one. And I'm going to go with the Dutch to win group four here. Nice and simple. So for me, the four teams that I've got going through are going to be the Dutch who I just spoke about. We took Germany from Group 3. We took Portugal as an outsider from Group 2. They are the second favourites in that group. And Group 1, we took Croatia to win it. They are the narrow favourites ahead of Denmark. The bookies have the Netherlands as the favourite to win this competition, probably because they're the most likely to win their group. They are the current outright, outright favourites here at 7-2. to two. We have Spain as the second favourites here at 4-1. to one. I think there's a chance they'll still get knocked out. It's 9-2 to two on the Germans. It's 15-2 to two on Belgium, although for me it's very unlikely they're going to get there. It's 15-2 to two on Denmark. They'll still need to overcome Croatia. Portugal are an interesting price. They've won this before and they're all the way out at 8-1. 6-4 to one. Six to, four to win their group. 8-1. to one to win this competition if they be if they if they do get there I think they are going to leapfrog everybody and become the favorites to win this so watch out for them you've got Italy at 10 to 1 and Croatia here out at 16 to 1 of the teams I've got going through I'm going to write off Croatia and I'm going to write off the favourites, the Dutch. Yes, the Dutch are capable of beating smaller teams and they have won away to Belgium. But this is a Belgian team that I don't think wanted to play in this competition. I think Louis van Gaal is a much, much bigger step up from Frank de Boer and he hasn't lost as the Holland manager yet. But I just think they'll fall short when they come up against a team like Germany or Portugal or Spain. I don't think Spain are going to be there. I just think Portugal are very, very good at home. I think if they can stay alive, as I said, in that game against Czech Republic, not lose that game, I think they will be able to beat Spain. And getting them here at 8-1 to does offer a, a serious, serious amount of value. 
Germany, I think they have a chance here as well. They're a good price here at 9-2. to two. They're going to be contenders for the World Cup. They're not perfect yet, which is proven by the Nations League record where they've only won one and drawn three. But they've just come off a long, long season. They have all the tools there. They have solid fullbacks that move forward. They've taken um, Matt Hummels out of that defence now, so they are lacking centre-backs that can get forward. They have a quality goalkeeper in, in Manuel Neuer. One of the centre-backs there is Antonio Rudiger. They have creative players in midfield. Obviously, Thomas Muller is still playing for them as well. They have the likes of Leroy Sane and uh, Serge Gnabry out wide and they do have goal scorers that can stick it in the back of the net as well. And of course, I didn't even mention that they have uh, Chelsea's Kai Havertz as well. So this is a strong, strong German team. They're capable of winning the Nations League and they're capable of going far in the World Cup. But I'm going to take a stab here on Portugal. Second favourites to win their group at 6-4, to 8-1 to win the competition. I think there's value for both. We're not giving out a lock or anything here. I'm just trying to shop around and find a little bit of value here in the Nations League because it has been an unpredictable competition. And if you're offering me 6-4 to four plus 150 that Portugal need to avoid a defeat against a Czech Republic side and then win a home game against Spain and you're giving me 6-4 to four plus 150 for that, I'm going to take it. If you're telling me that I can parlay that plus 150 and have Portugal in the final four where they have to beat a field of Croatia, Germany and the Netherlands and you're going to give me 8-1 to one plus 800 on that team, then I'm going to take that play. I think there's good value on Portugal. They've won this before. And that's going to be my long shot here. I don't really have a a, a short favourite. I think, yes, Germany have got one foot in the competition. They should beat Hungary and they should find their way into the final four. And from there, they're going to be a threat. And I think they're going to be more of a threat than the other two teams I have going through, which is Croatia and the Netherlands. And uh, that's that's the Netherlands who are the favourites. And uh, strangely, I'm against them here because despite the fact that the bookies have them as the favourites, I think that's largely down to the fact that they are definitely going to get their way through the group but I don't hold too much weight behind that 4-1 win against Belgium Belgium didn't want to play in that game Belgium were very very disorganised we had weird comments from Kevin De Bruyne they were all over the place chasing that game when they 1-0 down and in the end they were 4-0 down so as I said not too much weight behind that but I think that's the key and primary reason why we see Netherlands as the favourite so that's your wrap up on the Nations League obviously it goes without saying the Nations League wasn't kind to us Um, we ended up dropping three locks at the end of that and our international record overall was very very good up until that point we still ended up finishing 19 and 7 across our international picks overall for the season we ended up going 38 and 13 in the EPL, 6 and 0 in the FA Cup, 19 and 7 with international plays with our World Cup qualifiers and the AFCON Euro 2020 was not included in that and 1 and 0 with the Club World Cup. Overall, that added up to 84 locks for the season. And we ended up cashing 64 of them and losing 20. So an overall record of 64 and 20 with our locks for a record of 76.1%. I'll be mentioning that again on the EPL wrap-up show. But that's a show that's coming later on in the week. We have a few shows before that, including our episode of Bet MUFC and our Scamessa Italia wrap-up. Then we'll be looking at the EPL show, looking at back at the EPL season and looking ahead to the next EPL 
EPL season before we wrap up for a two-week break. But that's it for this international wrap-up, looking at the Nations League futures as well. I'll be back tomorrow with a Scamessa Italia season wrap-up. But until then, good luck with all of your bets as always, guys. And thanks for listening.